Hello and welcome to the Bizpreneur podcast. I'm Kevin Ross and I'll be diving deep into conversation with entrepreneurs, hearing their stories, the highs, lows, tips, tricks and tactics, and most importantly to see where we can learn and hopefully be inspired. On today's episode, we are talking to Carolyn McHenry of the HR Suite. We hear how she has scaled her business to be a nationwide, how she's hitting every radio tower in the country, and also how she is hugely involved in empowering women into business. And finally, at the very, very end, you'll hear some inspiring words from her grandfather on how to enjoy the journey of life and business. You always regret the chances you don't take a lot more than the chances you do take. Sales is vanity, profit is sanity. Standing still means you're going backwards and that's just not an option. You remember there's more traveling the road after you and making sure you're leaving the ladder down and helping people pull them up. Carolyn McHenry of the HR Suite, you are very welcome to the Bizpreneur podcast. I am honoured, Kevin. Absolutely delighted to be talking to you this morning. A local woman, of course. So it's great to have local entrepreneurship here in Kerry. Absolutely. Absolutely. Very proud Ballyhike person. So I'm always trying to promote uh, the county and the parish. So it's always, always really positive. Fabulous, fabulous. And look, I suppose before we get started and, we, and before we start talking about your business, just give everyone a quick intro as to who you are and what you do. Super. So my name is Caroline McHenry. I currently run a business called the HR Suite and have been doing that for the last 12 years now. Um, I must say I really love what I do. It's all about people. Um, My job is, you know, everything to do with HR. Um, And I've written two books as well. One is The Art of Asking the Right Questions. So I'm going to be answering them today, Kevin. And the second one is all about, uh, it's a children's book called Celebrating You. So it's all about celebrating diversity in children. I love it. And look, and for the person, I suppose, the people that will be listening to this podcast would be thinking, you know, I'd love to get into business. I'd love to start something, you know, like when they haven't heard the word HR explain kind of like really dumbing it down to say what do you actually do for people okay so I suppose any business that has people we help so the same as you would outsource your finance or your accounts or your bookkeeping we look after the people side of your business so for example if you are taking on a new employee you mightn't be sure what exactly you need we'd help you with the job spec we'd help you get the contracts and handbook in place policies if you need to do training with your team we'd help you plan and training, we deliver training. Um, then I suppose if things go pear-shaped, we're here to help as well. So we do everything from dealing with investigations, dealing with, um, I suppose, conflict within teams, helping with culture, helping with morale, um, helping kind of put in place corporate goals, aligning your HR strategy to your business strategy. Because most businesses, Kevin, as you know, it's all about people. So no matter yes. what great idea you have if you haven't got the people aligned to that great idea and working with you you're going nowhere fast yeah so like it really is instead of hiring a hr person full-time on site 
you can literally outsource for the jobs you need if there's a dispute or whatever it might be so you wouldn't have to have a person and pay them a full salary in your own business you're spot on and then we work for like large multinationals who would have very sophisticated uh, HR departments and for them we do specialist training we do investigations so we very much complement what they do so they'd be the two types of clients we'd have the small to medium sized company that doesn't have a HR person and then the very large companies that need specialist expertise. Wow, it's another whole industry and a whole, there's so many different layers to it. Like as in you're saying, you're even training people that are in HR, yeah. you know, like, yeah, well. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so interesting, I suppose. We're very lucky. It's really diverse. And because we get to work with lots of different companies, we can bring the learnings we have across the board because people are people no matter whether you're in the large multinational or whether you're in the small business that's growing to two or three people it's about having good foundations and we can't know everything about everything like so I go to a finance person or a tax person if I need a specific advice same applies to HR. So bring us right back to the very beginning where did it all begin? So I suppose, as you said, I'm from Ballyhaig, very proud of it. And I suppose I started my career, if you'd want to call it that, in the White Sands Hotel in Ballyhaig, working, you know, uh, washing glasses, making toasted sandwiches and all that good stuff. Oh, okay. And I suppose for me, that gave me a real love of people and working with people and helped me decide that whatever job I'd end up doing, I wanted to work with people. And that was kind of probably sowing the seeds and when I did my leaving cert um, I suppose I still wasn't really sure what I wanted to do and I was going to be a primary teacher that's what I kind of got the points and I was like you know all excited and then I was thinking I don't know about primary teaching so then I thought okay I'll do secondary teaching so to cut a long story short I really wasn't sure what I wanted to do but during the summer um, I basically got a job in Kerry Group and it happened to be in the HR department and basically it was like responding to CVs for candidates who'd applied and you know doing basic admin but that summer turned into be the defining kind of thing to help me decide oh my god I love this this is like working with people it's varied it's interesting and then I decided instead of doing any form of teaching, I was going to go back to UL and to do business studies. And that summer I had planned to leave Kerry, go back to college full time. And I was lucky enough that Dennis Cregan, one of the senior managers in there at the time, basically said, yeah. what about going to college by night and staying working here by day? So that's basically wow. what I did. And I went to college by night in UL every Tuesday and Thursday and worked all my, from a start with a cert all the way through to my master's. And was really lucky to have the opportunity to work in such an amazing company to get such amazing experience and still go to college by night because college isn't the be all and end all experience isn't all the be all and end all but the combination of both when you're starting out in your career is hugely um, I suppose you know complementary and really gives you that springboard um, of knowledge because when you're starting out it's so hard to kind of find your bearings so the combination of college for me and experience worked out really really well. I mean for them to even say look can you not leave us can you still work for us and and you can go to college no that just shows that number one you were made for it 
And number two, it just shows you where you are now having the HR suite that it was kind of like a, a goal down the line to say yeah. you, know, you were made for the HR aspect in the industry. Yeah, very lucky, Kevin, and really do appreciate the fact that, you know, people need to give people a chance. And, you know, if I didn't get that chance, I'd have possibly gone a completely different road. I'd have still done HR in college, but there's so many different elements to HR. So I do, I feel very lucky to have had got that opportunity. I was with Kerry then for about eight, eight to nine years. And then I joined the Garvey Group and they have supermarkets and hotels. Yes. Um, went in and worked in the HR function there. Um, brilliant company, really focused on the people, customer service, both in the hotels and in the retail side of their business. And then I suppose I was on a trip to the Silicon Valley with uh, Jimmy Deanahan, people from the IT and Tralee, people from the technology park. I was involved in the Chamber of Commerce at the time. And basically the, the mission was to bring back industry to Tralee, to the technology park. It was an amazing trip. I absolutely loved every second of it. And while I was on... I want to be on that trip. Well, it was. It was so cool. It was so cool. Like, And, you know, you just got... Like, we got to see... Google, we got to do like behind the scenes visits to so many of the Silicon Valley startup companies. We got to hear about what they do to foster entrepreneurship and business. It, like it was really fantastic. And the gang I was with were people who had won Ernest and Young Entrepreneur of the Year um, accolades. So again, I was really lucky. And when I was on the trip, they were all telling me as we were having dinner at night, God, HR is my biggest challenge. You know, you really should think about setting up a HR consultancy, a HR business. There's definitely a market for it. And okay. I suppose it sowed the seed for me. And I kind of felt, what had I to lose, Kevin? You know, I just kind of felt there wasn't a lot. Like worst case scenario, you'd go away and get another job. And Correct, uh, yeah. Basically, the HR suite was born and 12 years ago, I suppose, I set up. Um, initially, I was going working from home, but realized very quickly that wasn't for me. Um, and then, like, we now have an office in Tralee, we have an office in Dublin, and we have remote workers throughout the country before ever COVID made us have remote workers. So for me, I suppose, it's all about the team. I have an amazing team of people and great clients. And thanks be to God, 12 years on, we're going from strength to strength as a result. There aren't many people in Kerry that can say their business idea sprouted out of Silicon Valley. You know, <laughs> say like, it's going to start from here all the way back to Tralee in Dublin. Yeah, yeah. And like from there then, that seed was planted had you much thinking about it or was it kind of thing no I'm just going to jump into this I want to do this like was there a fork in the road who say do I go this direction do I go this direction I felt Kevin that I mean you always regret the chances you don't take a lot more than the chances you do take and like I mean life is a bit of an old lottery do you know some choices we make they don't turn out to be the way we want but a lot of the time there's no worst case scenario I always kind of look at it as what's the worst case scenario here and for me there was no worst case scenario I was going to go away and get another job or go lecturing or you know there was no worst case scenario and I think if you're not moving forwards you're moving backwards and for me I suppose I wanted a new challenge I wanted a new opportunity and thank God life presented that to me and I suppose I was very focused then at kind of learning the business side of it because 
I had worked in great companies like Kerry and Garvey's who were instilling the knowledge around how to run a business in me as well as the HR. So like I was very focused at, like I got a bookkeeper very early on and, you know, I knew what I wasn't going to be good at as well and kind of surrounded myself with people who would be really strong in areas to complement the fact that I'd be good at HR but I wasn't going to be good at finance. And as soon as I could afford it, I employed an office manager and a project manager. And, you know, I employed a sales and marketing manager um, and, you know, to to expand the team in areas that I wasn't um, strong on. And then I suppose over the years, I've tried to continue to upskill. So I'm currently doing a chartered directors program with the Institute of Directors because I kind of feel that you have to be challenging yourself. Like this course is not a HR course. If it was a HR course, I'd be loving it. I'd be absolutely yeah. rocking and rolling, but it's putting me out of my comfort zone because it's got finance, it's got other areas, but again, it's kind of developing my knowledge to make me a better leader in my business. And you know, and for anyone listening that is starting up and saying, but I can't start up a business because I don't know how to keep a set of accounts on Excel. Like, that's okay. You know, everything comes, you know, there's a lot of YouTube tutorials when you're starting up. There's a lot on TikTok. There's a lot of information online to get you going. And when your business starts going, then you, as Caroline has just said it there, you delegate it out. You get people in to do that for you. And th- and that leaves you strive on your own strengths and your own abilities to actually make the business run then. Well said, Kevin. And I suppose like one of the things that I did very early on was went to the local enterprise office and they've got like start your own business courses. We run them now for LEOs around the country and different other bodies. But I think we don't know what we don't know and like when you're going into something you absolutely are going to learn as you say there's loads of knowledge like I mean the the our phone now is such a, a knowledge base because you can download an audible book be out for your walk and be learning as you go but I think as well there's nothing like being with your peers and do you know the way when you're in a class of a start your own business gang and everyone's starting out you feel like okay we're all in this together and I was also lucky enough that Enterprise Ireland um, were running a program called Going for Growth which is a sister okay. program to Acorns which I mentor on now but um, Going for Growth and Acorns they help female entrepreneurs that are starting up and again I went on that program and again I was I was mentored by a successful um, entrepreneur and I basically learned lots of the stories of what not to do and what I did along my journey that helped me, which really helped me by listening to our lead entrepreneur and also listening to others who had traveled the road before. So I think that mentorship and those training programs um, are really helpful to complement the knowledge that's out there that you can self-direct yourself. Absolutely invaluable. I've been to a couple of myself over the years. You kind of just and they're free and you just say, look, can I just speak to someone and it was literally the following day, you know, I'm dealing with two startup businesses now and kind of helping them along. And they got onto the local enterprise last Thursday and they had a meeting on the Friday morning. It was that quick and it was that organized. And they came out of that meeting and talking about margins. They were like, I've never heard these words before, but it was amazing, you know, and they're the things that like you don't have to know everything. And that's why you go for this help. And like I suppose then, Caroline, moving on, right, for the HR suite was born and you hit every radio tower in the country 
you know, like yeah. Radio 1, Radio Kerry, News Talk, Today FM, you're all over the place. Yeah, like I've been lucky because... HR is one of those topics, Kevin, that everybody's interested in. So I was on News Talk yesterday talking about the new um, code around the right to disconnect. Um, earlier in the week, I was on Radio 1 talking about the, the new bullying code. HR is something that is of interest to everybody. So I think that means that, you know, it's got universal appeal. So it's very topical as a result. So I think... You know, for me, the comfort zone of, you know, do I want to do a radio interview where you're on the spot, the you don't know what you're going to be asked, you need to be able to think on your feet and you need to be able for the challenges and, you know, the feedback, etc. If somebody's saying, well, I don't really think that legislation is, is fit for purpose, you need to be able to give your opinion, etc. But for me, as a startup business and even as a business now that's growing, the I suppose publicity and the reinforcement that we really know what we're doing that media gives is very powerful because it adds additional credibility it reminds people it reinforces for clients god that's great the HR suite really know what they're doing so it's it's added a lot of value and we've also got a lot of business out of it like one client we got they they're a film production company they do a lot of Netflix movies and uh, they, they're a really serious operator in the country. And she heard me on one of the radio stations and rang up and said, listen, we're looking for someone just like you to help with our HR. So that's one example. So it has been really beneficial for us as well as good for general PR. Well, yeah. And, you know, it's good for your own person to promote yourself. And when you promote yourself, you're promoting the business. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. I suppose over the years, I've seen articles in the paper and then I've seen your LinkedIn. Follow her on LinkedIn. It's really good content. Um, and then I, I did see one post and I was like, wow, I'm actually jealous of that now. Adair Manor. You were down there for a day and it looked yeah. absolutely amazing. Amazing. Yeah, that was a really cool event, Kevin. Um, that was for National Women's Enterprise Day and the uh, National Women's Enterprise Day hosted um, an event in Adair Manor which was fabulous. The sun was splitting the stones the same day and there was a fabulous lineup of speakers. I was very honoured to be part of the lineup, and there was just such positivity in the room because again, I think we all um, want to learn. We all want to get more information. There's very rare a time that you don't learn something from somebody else. And I think that, you know, even from the people who were in attendance, you know, chatting to them, you just learn so much from people. Um, And it's giving that the time I suppose as much as anything else because sometimes we all feel we're so busy being busy that you know we need to press pause and kind of um, appreciate the fact um, first of all that we're getting the exposure to these great events and second of all for me I think it's very important as well to appreciate the cool events I get to speak at and the people I get to meet like one standout one for me was I was speaking at a Chartered Accountants Ireland event in um, Galway and it was in a fabulous venue it was a lovely event the fabulous uh, Brian Cody was uh, on after me and uh, Brian Cody had heard my talk and he said 
just everything Caroline said, everything Caroline said, you know. <laughs> and I was like, you know, really kind of going, geez, this is so cool. And I got a picture with him afterwards and I have it up in my house kind of going, you know, that was one of the kind of, like, I admire Very him. Tough moments. Yeah, I admire mm-hmm. him so much because sport and HR have huge analogies and, you know, there, there's huge commonality between leadership in sport and leadership in HR and leadership of people because it's all about motivating a team to achieve a common goal and we're both saying the same thing and another time I was doing a a talk uh, in Limerick and Joe Schmidt was at it and again I was like oh my god I was so delighted literally he was saying the exact same things I had said again he went on after me and you know like there's great um, I suppose uh, honour in meeting these legends but also then there's great uh, inspiration in hearing messages that we're saying to business leaders, you know, in relation to their people, reinforced yes. by uh, people that you admire so much, like those two gentlemen. Going on from there, right, COVID hit, right? And I'm sure that had a massive impact on your own business. How did that all come about? What was the thoughts going through your head, I suppose? At the start, the phone started ringing, people looking for advice, you know. So I suppose for us, in the weeks leading up to it, we started kind of doing, I suppose, videos to kind of give people the heads up in relation to travel, in relation to... Because we started to get a sense that all was not well. And then Fall to Ireland contacted me to ask me would I work on Paddy's Day last year and go into Fall to Ireland to record a series of videos to, that they were going to launch to all the hospitality industry and tourism industry to give them guidance on what to do around the people piece because we were in lockdown, you know, and yep. that was a scary day. I remember driving in and like there was no traffic on the road and I was like, oh my God, this is just so strange. And from that moment, I suppose, and from that week, like we as a team really kind of said, okay, strategically, what are we going to do? Like hospitality and retail is a big chunk of our business. So what are we going to do? First of all, to help them, because a lot of businesses were kind of going, oh my God, what do I tell my staff? There was a lot of new supports available. People didn't know what they meant, what they should do. We had businesses that were actually opened because they were essential retail and essential businesses. Again, they didn't know what to do. So it was we, totally an unknown area. Completely. The panic. Completely, completely. So we tried to be the voice of reason and very pragmatic and give people very clear guidance in bite-sized chunks that was very practical and easy to follow. And that has been something I suppose that even still now clients would say oh my god you were there for me when I needed you most and god you know you've been such a good voice of reason is kind of what a lot of people would say and then Kevin as a business we used to do a huge amount of training and huge amount of conferences so all of a sudden that was gone so Mary in my office in fairness to her overnight you know got Zoom got Webex go to meeting like stuff that we would only use ad hoc now was becoming our mainstay. Every day, and yeah. Absolutely. And we all upskilled like quick fast to basically, you know, be able to deliver online training. We changed the content of our courses into, you know, user friendly online courses rather than, you know, day long courses or half day courses because 
half day is too long to be sitting in front of a, ske- a screen whereas mm-hmm. if you're in a hotel they've a, they've a lot more interaction so I suppose we've been very lucky that you know we've pivoted we've changed we definitely strategically pressed pause and said what are we going to do and by doing that we we tailored new offering new services that have worked really well we've gone working with new industry um so thank god we're we're weathering the storm we're coming out the other end and like there's great optimism and hope my parents are actually getting their first yes. covid vaccine today and like oh, i fabulous. mean fabulous that's good yeah it's fantastic and like seeing kind of the the hope and you know all of that coming now i think is helping people's well-being because well-being has been a real challenge for everybody during this last year as a result of all the change and uncertainty my own grandmother she got her second vaccine now and she's there saying who else has it who can I go talk to who can I go meet up with you know like straight away and it's really positive because she's been in in her house practically since last March it's so difficult it's so difficult it's so difficult so yeah so I just think that for all of us you know seeing those that we love most and that they're now safe and they're going to be protected and they're also going to get a bit more freedom because for them now the fact that if people are fully vaccinated you know that they can do that like that's absolutely fantastic you know so um yeah excited about that and excited to see that that's coming and you know it's going to be it's going to be here before we know it, that positivity and a big part of covid which is probably has a big service of your business as well i suppose is talking about the whole workplace but also talking about mental health you know absolutely um, absolutely absolutely um i suppose i mentioned that i wrote that book called celebrating you kevin celebrating you yeah and that's a free downloadable children's book that we did to celebrate 10 years in business for enable ireland and i suppose that kind of uh, initiative was very much kind of trying to start focusing on the importance of starting the conversations around emotional intelligence, um, managing your mental health with children very early on so that by the time they get to to the work environment, we have a lot less challenges because it's uh, something that we need to talk about a lot more and it needs to be okay to not be okay and look for help which is uh, the tagline for Pieta House and for a, an awful lot more of the uh, mental health charities and I suppose for me we we try our best to promote it any opportunity we get um, and we try and encourage managers to check in with their team to make sure that they're doing okay and like that's been never been harder because even if work is going okay, your personal life may not be going okay. So like it's, you know, it's been just so tough for people to try and keep all the balls in the air. And for a lot of people, working from home has been amazing. But for a lot of other people, working from home doesn't suit them. They miss the interaction. They miss, you know, the separation of work and home. So I think the, the crack biggest... The in the office, something absolutely. simple as that, the, the banter. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And I think the most important thing for all of us is to just reach out and just check in to say, how's the going? How is everything going with you? And that's for colleagues, family, friends, managers, like sometimes we, we kind of think that the people who we report into are doing grand, but like sometimes we need to be kind of just mindful that 
mental health and the, the challenge of juggling and the challenging of minding yourself is a universal thing and I just think this Easter it's just a lovely concept of checking in with people to say how's the going haven't been talking to you in a while just want to make sure all is okay with you and spread that little bit of kindness because it makes a huge difference to people and it's the person who doesn't answer the phone that you need to make more of an effort with because the ones you're in contact with they'll be okay but the ones that you feel have maybe disconnected a little bit you need to make a bit more effort maybe there and going back and i have to touch on this again your book that's yeah, amazing yeah yeah you know, and where do people get it so how, how do people download it so we've so the celebration you is free on our website it's a little pdf so if you've small people in your life just download it at the weekend and the kids can fill it in so that's celebrating you the second book is called the art of asking the right questions and I suppose that book to me is a people manager's toolkit because there's lots of um, people out there who never wanted to be a people manager, but because they wanted to be self-employed, all of a sudden they needed people to help grow their business or they were a brilliant engineer and all of a sudden as they got promoted, they ended up um, you know, being uh, having people reporting into them. So this toolkit yes. takes you through the employment journey from the very start to say, how do you recruit people? How do you induct them? How do you train them? How do you give them feedback? And what about when they're leaving? So it's a real easy user-friendly guide because to me if you're asking questions you're learning you're moving forward like sometimes psychic management doesn't work like you know so sometimes we presume <laughs> mystic meg trying to presume something yeah, yeah yeah and sometimes we're afraid for presuming you know and this just encourages us rather than presuming to just press pause and ask the great questions and get great information as a result so yeah very proud of the two books i suppose um and yeah yeah, I, I don't know if I'll do a third because the amount of time that goes into them is a lot. But uh, I must say, I really uh, enjoyed doing both of those. The rewards and the pride out of the end of it probably makes up for all the time you put into it. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And like, I mean, I'd still now get people saying to me, oh, I have your book here on my desk. And when you see people and they've it all highlighted and loads of post-its in it and they really are using it as, a to- as the They're toolkit, learning. it's designed. Exactly. And it's a reference book because it's back to the point we started with Kevin we can't all be good at everything so if HR isn't your forte at least you have that as a reference guide to help guide you along the way you know starting the business right you've had major exposure on national radio and newspapers but in starting a business there also has to be an aspect of it of marketing what was your marketing strategy to get the business to where you are 12 years on? Yeah, I suppose like I, when I started first, um, the logo was a chain I was wearing. The, the company name was different. Like I suppose I didn't really know how powerful the, the marketing and branding and the PR, etc. would be. And I suppose I got an expert involved to rebrand the company very early on. And that taught me two things. One is you're better off paying the expert at the start to do it right the first time rather than needing to redo it later on. And second of all, we started to try lots of different things in our marketing strategy and test and measure which ones would work. 
because like we started to build up lots of data then to say okay we're after doing a social media post and actually even though loads of people saw it and loads of people liked it actually we got no clients from it because our clients aren't on that platform whereas we then maybe um, advertised in a trade magazine and ended up getting a lot of business from that so we started putting the money where when we test and measure we started to realise that's where we're getting new business from and started to kind of I suppose build what works and what doesn't work rather than just trying everything and I suppose that concept of testing and measuring is something now we do with everything we do we'll trial anything but we'll test and measure then to say did it work because it's hard to know until you trial it isn't it yeah and you know that's a big thing is actually measuring it at the end what I have found is there's been so many businesses that I've been working with and they say okay right yeah we're going to do sponsored ads on Facebook and stuff like that and I'm there kind of going did you get a sale from it they're like no but people are interacting with it but I'm like but did you get money you know at the end the end thing is you know did that 100 euro sponsored ad did that make you money you know and that's a big thing to look at you know when someone's starting up they say oh yeah I know we can start boosting ads that's the first protocol for a lot of businesses and they probably go to Facebook and Instagram but that isn't always the actual, it's good to try it to see, but you have to measure. And if it's not working, try elsewhere. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think as well then as the business progressed, like we've somebody now who works in sales and marketing, you know, we've we've a lot of knowledge and expertise now within the business we didn't have at the start. So as you grow, you you employ people with that expertise you know and like again it's it's really added to our um, our growth because you know like that sales piece is the lifeblood of the business you know but at the same time then we have a finance person because sales is vanity profit is sanity so you know we basically I suppose have to make sure that we're always getting the new sales the delivery team make sure they give amazing customer service and really deliver fantastic advice and customer service in terms of that uh, delivery piece and then we have a finance person who makes sure that the business is profitable because sales as I say is only vanity profit is sanity so it's making sure that you've the joined up thinking in relation to ensuring the business is a success long term so it can continue to grow because every year we're trying to grow the business more so we can take on more expertise in different areas expand our client offering you know be able to to continue to evolve because standing still means you're going backwards and that's just not an option and the next topic is really networking you are a, a queen of networking <laughs> and I've seen it even on LinkedIn. It, it's a massive part of a business. And for anyone starting out, it should be their go to starting off with LinkedIn. So, yeah, Kevin, networking is something that's really important. But I suppose I would caveat that with not being a busy fool and making sure that you value your own time. Because if you go to absolutely every networking event that's available, then you're not going to have enough time to be focused on really being busy in the business and doing the right things there and you'll be wrecked. So for me, it's prioritizing what do you feel fits with your brand and you know, your own interest 
so that you know you, you enjoy it as well as getting value out of it and for me I suppose going for growth and acorns has been something that I've been involved in very early on in my entrepreneurship journey and I love everything about it it's so positive you're with like-minded uh, females and you know it's a very safe space to pick up the phone to one of them and say listen I wouldn't mind a second opinion what do you think and they the caliber of people in that network um you know they're all on the same journey as you and they're all sharing the same problems and challenges and um you know positives and opportunities so it's really good and to me i try and go to the events that i will enjoy and try and give back as well because like i try you know in my um career i've been very lucky people have been very supportive of me have you know have given me their time so I try and give back so I'm an acorn lead entrepreneur now because that whole lead entrepreneur when I was starting out that from growing for growth was hugely valuable so for me it's trying to kind of make sure that you remember there's more traveling the road after you and making sure you're leaving the ladder down and helping people pull them up because by giving back you're gaining yourself as well. And for people listening, how do you actually get in touch with that whole network? So, What's the best way for people listening to say, I'm a female and I want to be part yeah, of this? Yeah, so Acorns is for rural Ireland. So acorns.ie, if you Google it, you'll see the details on that. And going for growth then is a very similar program. Um, so either of the two of those are very worthy of looking at. I suppose for me as well, the local enterprise office have networking events again, which I would be a big advocate of um, and attend as many of those as I can for the reason of, you know, that positivity and that knowledge, etc. as well. And then maybe suss out and see, are there any others specific to your industry and your area so that you're keeping yourself ahead of the curve rather than uh, following your leading and you're trying to be proactive um, in relation to what's coming down the tracks. Excellent advice. And I think a lot of people should check out that because, you know, anything like that, any thing that has support or a network you're better at being in it than not being in it you know um and then caroline where's the hr suite going where's what's the future what's the end goal yeah i suppose like we're very ambitious growth plans we set um you know growth plans for the next year and beyond and i suppose like even during COVID, we battened down the hatches and you know we maintained uh, the business growth but we're very focused now coming out of COVID that we want to get back to the growth trajectory we had all the years before COVID. So we're very focused at, you know, trying to uh, inject growth into the business. Um, I suppose developing the skills of the team, both the team that are there and adding new skills to that um, is very important to me always as a business. And I suppose for me, then it's all about continuing to learn so that I'm developing both myself and the team again so that we're staying ahead of the curve and that's really important that you know we're leading the way and clients see us as the go-to knowledge bank for best practice and that 
ethos, I suppose, and culture of positivity within the team is hugely important to me because, you know, I want a place that people want to come to work. I want people to enjoy where they're at. It'll be a busy work environment, but I want it to be a really positive one. Um, so they're kind of priorities for the future uh, for me as a business owner. And I'm looking forward to enjoying the journey. I'm looking forward to, yeah. you know, it's exciting, like, like yeah. absolutely, absolutely. Because the day I don't enjoy it, the day it's not what I want to be doing anymore. So I really enjoy working with the clients. I really enjoy working with my team. I really enjoy the challenge. I enjoy the buzz. I love the opportunity to talk to you, Kevin, and must say I really admire Thank all the great <laughs> stuff you've been doing. And like even just this initiative around the podcast, like I love seeing people, you know, being innovative and supporting people wherever I can. So yeah, it's, it's exciting times. And I suppose for someone starting off in business, what advice would you give them? Someone sitting on that idea, they're thinking, oh God, I don't know. Should I, should I not? Should I, should I not? I would say do your homework. Like, I mean, do your homework in advance and that concept of pre- if you don't prepare, prepare to fail. And like, you know, so I would do my homework. I do do your market research. I'd look and see how you're going to manage your pricing. You know, what's your customer target going to be? Do they value what you're looking to do? Are they going to pay for it? How are you going to differentiate yourself? What's your unique selling point going to be? And if you're doing it, you know, really do it, you know, and make sure that your your own personal brand of professionalism needs to follow through because, you know, even if like in America, you fail so many times and they think you're fantastic, you know, in Ireland, we're very tough on ourselves. We think everything's going to be a success first time around. Whereas I think Mm -hmm. we should be constantly saying, right, how are we going to tweak it? How are we going to make it better? But I think putting in the groundwork is really important. But then eventually you just have to say, okay, I've done the groundwork. Now I'm going to take a chance. And put it in context with okay what's the worst case scenario you know in terms of that so give yourself the best chance of success if you're doing it by doing the homework in advance but then take a chance and I think people really want like we're a great country and a great county about trying to support people who are trying and you know doing their absolute best and I think the more we do of that you know for both, you know, new people setting up and people who are established about supporting local and supporting our own, you know, I think that's the ethos of trying to, you know, like we're we're all at the minute now, there's no sh- retail shops opened, you know, but we're still trying to buy Irish, so we're supporting Irish as much as we can and stuff like that, so I think... You have me pumped to go again, you're like, you know, yeah. <laughs> let's go on... Yeah. Because with any business, right, if you ask any business owner, it is a risk no matter what, but you just have to be able to take that step with also having your homework done before you do it. Totally, totally, totally. And I I think as well, you've got to be enjoying it. Like there's lots of days that you're kind of pulling your hair out and kind of going, okay, remind me again, why did I do this? But you've got to be enjoying the journey. You've got to be doing something you love. You've got to be doing something you're passionate about and because the reason we're all doing this isn't to make money because if it is you're 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 on the wrong track it's got to be because I love it and I'm passionate about it because for the days that are challenging the passion keeps you going and the positivity keeps you going you know and that makes up for it and um, I suppose look before we finish up this thank you very much and have you got any last piece of information takeaway piece of information for 
our listeners? I think um, I think these podcasts are brilliant and I think you know trying to kind of you know be supporting and you know you now and people sharing these podcasts uh, to get your name out there and to get the podcast out there hopefully uh, lots of positive things will flow from it Kevin because you deserve it I think a lot of people will enjoy uh, what you've been doing and uh, fair play for taking the initiative to do it Thank you Caroline I'm serious well done like fabulous <laughs> like in a lot of my talks um, I would say you know when people say what do you need to enjoy the journey my grandfather had a fabulous saying and he said you need to have three bones to enjoy the journey of life so you need to have a wishbone to dream the dream you need to have a backbone to work hard and make it happen. And you need to have a funny bone to enjoy the lighter side of life. For me, I suppose, that's what we're all trying to do. We all want just to be happy. And like exactly. having, you know, the combination of that wishbone, the backbone and the funny bone is a really good, um, I suppose, ingredients to, to get you to that happy place, you know. So they're my parting comments, Kevin. And thank you so much for having me. I've thoroughly enjoyed talking to you. Uh, and best of luck with the podcast. Thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning into the fifth episode of the Bishopreneur Podcast. What a woman, Caroline McHenry, you are going places. I appreciate you all tuning in once again this week. Set your alarms on your phone for next Thursday, the 15th of April. We will have Aidan O'Carroll of Avalanche Designs. I also want to hear from you. If you have any suggestions as to who you'd like to hear, let me know. Plus, we're on Instagram. Check it out, Bishopreneur Podcast. Give us a follow. And also, I'd really appreciate if you like, subscribe, rate, review, screenshot, put it on your story, whatever it is, all that good stuff. And I hope to see you back here next Thursday for episode six. Thank you and goodbye.